podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Voices of the Vic podcast with me, Mike Duffy, Cameron Smart, and as you can see, we're also joined by Nick from a Millwall podcast, Act on Millwall, uh, to talk about this weekend's dreaded game for the Hornets uh, away at Millwall um, on Saturday. Nick, thank you very, very much for joining us tonight. It's your, uh, your first time on the pod. Uh, so thanks for joining us to to get the, the lowdown from the Millwall side. How's things with you? You all good? Yeah, no, good to see you, boys. Um, yeah, I mean, if you'd asked me seven days ago, was I looking forward to playing Watford? I would have said, uh, can, we, can we take a pass on it? But obviously, we had a great result Saturday and it's almost um, transformed our, our, our collective spirit. So, no, it's going to be an interesting game Saturday. Looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys looking forward to it, not so much from our side. I mean, just Ooh. talk to us about this season, Nick. You, you sit a point above the drop zone in 20th. What's what's happened to you guys? Because, I mean, under Rowett, you know, you, you were sort of knocking on the doors to the playoffs and you were really, you know, you, you were fine in terms of nowhere near the relegation zone. As as, as Rowett's departure left you left you a bit bit, uh, bit stuck, What what's gone on at Millwall this season? Gary Rowett, I don't know what, how much you boys know about Gary Rowett. He's a very strange manager. He, he he achieves quite good results with most of his clubs, and he did with us. In fairness, um, as you said yourself, there, uh, Mike. You know, he's got close to the the playoffs last season, um, but he does it with the most boring, dreary football. And it's like, um, you know, it's, it's like being on a high fibre diet. You know, it's doing you some good, but you're not enjoying life at all. You know, it's um, so yeah. We got to the the near the playoffs. We had a last day. Um, chance against uh, Blackburn Rovers, which in typical Millwall style, we went 3-1 up at half-time, anticipating the, uh, you know, how are you going to get to Wembley? And then managed to blow it 4-3 in the second half. So for some some time, in truth, we've not really, we've not really tapped into what I would call the Millwall, <clears throat> excuse me, um, the Millwall spirit. Um, I, I don't, you know, I'm sure I don't, I'm telling you what you know already, but the biggest weapon of a small club like the, the Lions is the den and it becomes that uh, cliche, the 13th, uh, 12th man, 13th man, whatever you want to call it, um, 13 sometimes, 14 sometimes, and then nine <laughs> other days when it goes the other way like it did last Saturday versus Sheffield Wednesday. So no, we've had a real roller coaster ride of um, kind of unexpectedly high league table finishes, um, played with tactics that were really numbing i mean you know you you even when we won you weren't really enjoying your trips to the den and unfortunately that's that's half the reason why you go there is to enjoy your day with you know your, your mates and to, to watch some some de- hopefully decent attacking football um so we gary rowett walked away he left us in 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 um i think it was october after a particularly poor result at Norwich, where the crowd were banging for him, you know, singing for him to go, clean up the uh, the chance for your family audience. Um, we, we then had a caretaker manager called Adam Barrett, who, when we played at um, Vicarage Road, we were actually under Adam Barrett's caretaking. And I'd forgotten the game completely. I just had a look before I came on with you boys. I'd completely forgotten this that, that match. Of course, it was a two-all draw, and it was a kind of an end-to-end match. You know, we were... I think we went ahead late in the game. It was a, it was a corner, and then Watford broke away in injury uh, added time and equalised it. So it was it was a real roller coaster ride of um, poor defending, in truth, on that day. And it's got worse and worse since. We we then appointed 
Joe Edwards with great um, fanfare. And unusually, Joe came to us with a real pedigree. Um, he'd worked with Chelsea and Everton and the England national side as a coach. Came very, very highly rated. Um, Rumour has it that his job CV references were the likes of Thomas Tuchel and Jose Marino and um, uh, Frank Lampard. But there's a clue in the Frank Lampard part of that <laughs> job CV. And... Um, yeah, so he came with, with great. He tried to a few managers in our time have tried to change the way football is played at the Den. I think there's this kind of myth that Mill fans will only accept a kind of an old school four four two big man, little man, um, get it forwards, and um, you know there may be there may be something in that. But um, other managers have tried to get the. I hate this term, um, modern style football, which seems to be fanning around with it in your own penalty area, calling that beautiful and, and make, pretending that you're, you're Barcelona suddenly, you know. Um, so Joe had a brief bit of um, success, a lot of goodwill. I think there was a, probably a general idea that we did need to try and, and um, update the style of play that we have. Um, but the problem, boys, is that you can only play top-level football with very elite players, and they, they seem to cost a lot of money from what I've seen. But if you're trying to play um, Barcelona football with players that are journeymen, you know, some, some of our boys have been in League One with us, and, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of um, honest, good professionals, but you can't start asking them to, you know, be the next Maldini or, you know, knock it around like... Uh, in his pomp, Vincent Company or someone, I don't know. Yeah. So you, 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 um, consequently there was been a real tail off in form and culminating in a couple of disastrous results. We played Ipswich at home, got beat badly and that they took the foot off the pedal, 4-0 at home. And last weekend in a must-win game against Sheffield Wednesday, we got beat there and the manner of the performances were unacceptable. There's one thing you cannot do at Millwall, you can be a poor player. You can, as long as you're giving hundred percent. Yeah. Um, you that's that's the only unforgivable sin at the Den is not to give your all, and we weren't seeing that. So, um, Joe Edwards, our promising Thomas Tuchel recommended manager, um, was sacked, and back comes the the Messiah, the the the, the, the Jesus of, of Bermondsey comes back, um, <laughs> Neil Harris. Yeah. To take us back to basics, um, grinding. Um, I don't know what level of, uh, of, of language you, you permit on your podcast, but certainly it was... Um, <laughs> any? Edit, <laughs> no? Yeah, anything goes. Uh, well, it was shit, shithousery uh, <laughs> of, of the old Neil Harris um, vintage at Southampton. We, I mean, most of us were expecting a cricket score at Southampton, in truth. Yeah, yeah. Um, some were talking about having a free hit, which makes me laugh when you're in a relegation battle. There are no such things as free hits. But no one was really expecting to go to St Mary's and get anything. But lo and behold... We 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 thought and battled and did everything that I would ever have asked of a Millwall side, and got three points there, which was totally unexpected. So, um, to answer your question, long winded long winded reply, Mike. I'm sorry. Um, to answer your question, we're we're transformed in the space of seven days. We've gone from the bipolar extreme of despair into suddenly now believing that miracles can occur. Neil Harris can turn water into interstellar artois, and. Um, <laughs> He's back. The, the the Messiah is back. Um, and up come Watford. So um, if you'd have asked me a few days ago, I'd have said, oh my God, you know, we, we're going to get beat. Because um, I thought Watford looked a decent side on occasion when when um, we played during in October. Mm. Um, now, I, I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't know what to expect, Seth. Really. Generally, don't know what to expect. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, a, a lot of what you've just said, I found myself nodding in in agreement, sort of thinking, hmm, I know exactly what you mean. I mean, you talk about you you were maybe picking up wins under Rowett, but it wasn't pretty. Uh, mm. We went to Rotherham last weekend and we won one nil. But my God, it was the most boring game of football you've ever watched <laughs> in your entire life. Um, I, I, I think back to when we played Sheffield Wednesday at home, and they—I don't think what was what was the statistic? Cam, they hadn't won an away game yet, or something. Coming to they Wednesday. hadn't won full stop. Oh one. yeah, they hadn't won full stop. Right, and, okay, yeah, one yeah. nil, yeah. and we were crap all game. And you know, but then on the on the other side. You talk about that game against yourselves. You're a bit of a bogey team recently for Watford. Uh, and the game at our place, that, that was a real show of character from us to, to go and then snatch a, a sort of late late equaliser. And um, yes. yeah. those sort of performances seem, seem a long, long way away. But you mentioned the man to come back in, Neil Harris. He obviously left in October 2019. Mm. Boy, it might be a silly question because he's obviously a legend, but... Why him again? Because I, I can't proclaim to following him religiously, but I know he's had a couple of spells at other clubs. I think Gillingham, I think you got him yeah. from Cambridge, he was at recently. And he's hardly set the world alight there. So why have you gone back in for him again? Is it because he's a legend and it, it maybe mixes things up? But uh, to me, I, I don't know why you've gone for him again, especially the fact that you, you sort of fought in relegation. Yeah. Um... There are some players, Mike, that um, have the magic dust around them. The mm-hmm. Den is a very peculiar place. There are some really good players that we've had that have just failed there. They, 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 you know, we've had some decent talents that just haven't taken off there. We've had some fairly average players that find their theatre at, at the Den. You know, there, I can name you names, um, players that become more than what they are by playing in that very specific venue. Neil Harris... As a manager, as a player, he was a legendary figure. Um, you know, I won't recount the full story here, but it would be a film, uh, the, the, his, his playing career, based at the Den, because wherever he went as a player, um, had a spell, I think it was at Forest, and I think he went to Cardiff. But, you know, as you've just said, as a player, and to be honest, managerially since he left us, um, no, no great shakes. But some people find their theatre at certain venues, and, and that's, that's, that's Neil. I mean, as a manager, I mean, I, I was saying this the other day, fun enough, with, on, on our show, that um, if you were to ask me the most memorable Millwall moments in recent years, so going back maybe 10 years, for all of the success that we had, relative success with Gary Rowett, the coming close to playoffs, which is, you know, if, if you look at football in the cold light of day as a balance sheet, it's, it's a pretty good season when you nearly get into the playoffs for a, a middling championship level club. Um, but it just was boring. Um, but the big moments came under Neil Harris's moment. So you're talking about big cup wins. There was the, the, the day we beat Leicester City in the FA Cup, the day we you beat... beat us that season at, at your place yeah, as well. As a Premier, Premier League. League side. Yeah, as a Premier League side. So, you know, this, these, these were these were massive days. And I think it's, I think it's just um, some players, some managers just find their venue. And I think that's, that's Neil Harris. I mean, the, his motivational... Abilities. I'd love to know what what he brings because you know if you could sell it, then you'd be making a fortune out there because he certainly transformed a squad of players that were embarrassments in truth versus Sheffield Wednesday. You know who are aside. I can't remember how many games they hadn't won for a long while, and then they came and, and bossed us around like it was um, you know they were Ajax nineteen seventy four or something. I mean you know that we, we made them look that good. So um, 
I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's stardust. It's it's, the, it's it's that indefinable thing in football. Can't give a name to it. Charisma, whatever you want to call it. Some have it. Some places have it with certain individuals. Neil's got it at Millwall. Um, so I think there's a touch of um, bring back the the prodigal son. And um, it certainly worked on Saturday. Got to do it again against Watford, though. Um, I don't know what kind of tactics we'll get on against Watford because... At Southampton, we went and defended for all that we were worth and got goals um, early early header in uh, from a free kick set piece and then the penalty, which had a touch of fortune about the, the, the awarding of it. I could see why it was awarded. Sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't. Um, so who knows what we're going to get against Watford because we can't afford to lose. And look, with other results going... Also, I mean, I think um, Huddersfield won, I think Sheffield Wednesday won. QPR one, so our rivals in the relegation zone that we've pitched ourselves into for by getting ourselves into such a pickle have all won. So we've got to do it again, and you know that great result at Southampton is going to be meaningless unless we can do something against Watford. So it's going to be a big game. I, I'm expecting a full house. I'm expecting a huge atmosphere, and um, like we just said, Neil Harris is back at the den. So um, you can't wish for more drama than that, boys. I tell you. <laughs> Yeah, you talked a bit about style of play. Obviously, you said it was really boring under Gary Rowett. Mm. And you mentioned Joe Edwards trying to play the modern way that, that we're seeing everyone trying to do. And it really bores me to death, to be honest. Um, mm. I remember a lot of comments from Gillingham fans because it, it was quite bizarre when Neil Harris got sacked there. Yeah. Because uh, they, they'd only lost one game, I think, and they were quite high on the table. But they're yeah, he's doing saying, well down there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they're all saying it was the most boring football imaginable. Imaginable. They were winning, <laughs> you know, every game one 0 Do you not feel like you've gone full circle a bit? And I mean, obviously it's Southampton away, but I looked at, I didn't watch, but I looked at your stats. Nineteen mm. percent uh, of the ball, I think, and two yeah, one. Yeah. I think yeah. that's something that that would hurt us a lot, and it would be effective against us. But do you not feel like maybe you're going back to sort of the the boring, dull, rowet ways? It wasn't dull. Um, I mean, I, I take the point about going backwards, and yes, you are. You're correct there, uh, Cameron, isn't it? So, um, yeah, you're, you're 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 correct. And there was a big debate. Um, th- there was not a kind of a general uh, desire to see Joe Edwards be sacked because I think most Millwall fans, certainly the ones that I speak to, were fully approving of this idea of playing better, more attack-minded football. And personally, I could live without seeing goal kicks rolled around your own penalty area and play that from the back. You know, I, 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 that, that isn't beautiful football for me. I'd, I'd sooner see it punting. It was, it was quite funny on Saturday because for the first time in months, I saw our goalkeeper actually put the ball on the six-yard line and, and kick it down to the halfway line, you know. And it felt like, um, you know, a refreshing drink after a long, dry spell. You know, it was wonderful. Um so, yeah, knock it around and play it around. We, we actually played some decent stuff in phases with Joe Edwards, but the, I don't know the players fully believed in their capabilities to play it for 90 minutes. Um, we played in phases. We had a series of good results over Christmas and got ourselves away from relegation. Um, but then, then it's, it was almost like they progressively started to lose belief in that ability we we had an ever reducing part of the game where we were playing well and looking really good so it went from half an hour looking like we were brilliant down to eventually 10 minutes and five minutes and then then it all went to part um so no I, I you know I think there is a sense I mean we don't really know how long a term an appointment it is to have Neil back um 
so you know whether it's just to the end of the season don't know don't know i mean it's, it's to pull us out of trouble i think survival in the championship is the be all and end all of this move and if it achieves that um with all the money that's involved i mean dropping into league one as i'm sure you boys know it's a financial precipice isn't it going down there so um it's essential that we we stay in the championship and that's what this appointment has been designed to do to tap into the the electricity that the, the den can generate when it has the right kind of personality and the right kind of playing approach. We saw it Saturday. We've got to do it again on, on Saturday again up against uh, against Watford, as we've said. Yeah, and with everyone trying to play possession football, trying to, you know, everyone's got to be passing the ball on the floor. Mm. You can't go long at all. I think you need a team to come in and just mix it up a little bit. And I, I'd say we're one of those teams that is trying to control the ball a lot and, I wouldn't say it really gets the best out of us. And I think a team like Millwall coming in with Neil Harris, trying to trying to mix it up, trying to make us uncomfortable and, and going long, I think that would be really uncomfortable for us. And yeah. especially at the den, I think, I think our defenders could buckle under that kind of pressure. And yeah, it could really be a long one for us if, if we're not fully concentrated. But um, speaking of long days at the den, I think there's one. I've had a few. <laughs> well, I've had one. Um, I, I think there's one player Watford fans will be looking out for thinking. I've, oh, I've got two cats. Well, yeah, but one in particular. Yeah. Tom Bradshaw. I mean, I, he didn't start against Southampton, did he? But um, yeah, is, there, half time, mate, half yeah, time, is there a player that, you know, we should really be looking out for other than him? Because. Uh, I mean, yeah. If it's if he's not playing, I'm wondering who's going to hurt us here. Well, <laughs> uh, uh, if you if you can think of anyone, let me know. Cause I'm not sure who's <laughs> who's going to hurt you either. To be honest with you, um, I mean, it's in, the interesting point. I mean, um, I think the mistake a lot of opponents might think is it's going to be direct. We don't actually have a big central striker because of the um, the mix and match approach of this season. We've had various three managers, three different styles now of how you approach a game. Edwards really with his pass and movement, um, Chelsea style, if you want to give it a name as that's where he's come from, um, you know, required a different time. So we weren't playing with the, your, your big kind of um, most recent example we've had would be Matt Smith or Steve Morrison, the big man that you hit with the dump forward or get the ball wide and get it into him. So we don't have anyone like that. Um, we've got Michael Oberfemi on loan from, from Burnley, who is a fast striker. So you we haven't really seen the best of him yet. I'm hoping we start to see some balls played in behind for him to run onto because that's going to be his his strength. Tom Bradshaw is our other striker. Um, we've been afflicted with injuries all season, so that's not helped our cause. But Tom's Tom's um, tenacious and will chase and harry and just be, he's, he's one of these players that just buzzes. He's all the time. He's there in front of you. Um, so I'd imagine if, you know, be trying to work um, mistakes and errors from put the, pr- the pressure on the on the Watford defence. But I don't think you're going to see what you would call long ball football um, because we don't have anyone to aim it at. Um, Tom Bradshaw is not going to win much in the air. You know, he's too short. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what what approach we take Saturday because um, we need a win. And however it's achieved, even if it is a Gary Rowett one nil ball fest, I'll take it at the moment. So. Um, that's that. It's going to be um, interesting to see what approach Neil takes at home. Yeah, I mean, listen, it, it sounds very much like there's a, a feel good factor around, um, you know, especially after beating Southampton. And like you say, um, Neil Harris has come back and it's going to be his first home game in charge again. 
second time round. So, you know, I, I've I've late Watford's trips to the Den haven't been great. I remember in uh, lockdown season, I think we drew nil nil then. It was a very sluggish game. Um, I went to one where we drew two two, and Ian Holloway was manager. I think Martin Wolford. Don't 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 say that name. Don't say that name. <laughs> he, uh, he equalised in the in the D- last delete that bit. Um, <laughs> I went to one when uh, Matty Vidra scored in the season. We went up and we won two 0 And then of late, you know, Matty Pollock. He he even mentioned it in one of his sort of interviews with the club because he had an absolute mare there last season and it, it was an absolute nightmare. But you, you, it, it's, I want to say it's different this time around, but I know Watford and I just think your boys are going to be so up for it. So I, I'm, I'm imagining a repeat of last season, but what areas, and this might seem a silly question because of where you are on the table, but what areas are there for Watford to explore? Where can Watford get joy against Millwall this, this, this coming Saturday? Teams that have done best against us have attacked us, um, and Southampton tried this Saturday. It didn't quite work out. We've got a bit of a makeshift left side, so we had Danny McNamara, who's a right-sided defender, but he's having to cover on the left, so he's playing out of position effectively. Um, mm-hmm. And all season teams that have found um, the most um, joy against us have probably come down the left side. Um, so yeah, I mean pace and 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 movement on the left side particularly will. I would have expected, to, you know, until recently, put us under trouble. It was it was a bit like every man to the pump at Southampton. So, you know, they're a good side. They keep the ball. They move it fast. And, um, you know, at times it was it was clinging on for grim death down there. But um, you know, it, it got us through to, to a valuable win. But I would say um, speed and movement, which kills anyone, but it would certainly find our defence. It, it, it would straight, straight. We've gone back to a four-man defence as well, which is another interesting thing, which um, is great by me. Um, but previously, we were trying to play with three central defenders and wing-backs. And uh, again, it's this thing that you get in the modern game that you're told you should, you know, the past is bad and, and this is now the modern way. And um, all you're watching is, is, is players that aren't quite up to it, trying to do their very best in a, an unfamiliar formation. So I'm hoping we're going to see some familiar formations and players in in position as far as injuries allow and um yeah i mean to answer your question i, I, I would think the left side might be the strongest card for, for watford yeah that's quite interesting it'll be interesting to see who we go with whether we persist with ken or um or, or go with martins and, and try and switch it up cam you look like you're uh you, you're wanting to say something on that point of, of the left hand side no, I, no, I, I heard you say speed and movement, and I thought, right, well, you're going to be completely fine then because speed, we leave all that on the bench and don't bring it on until the 87th minute. And That's movement, fine. <laughs> never seen any of it. So you're going to be, you're going to have a great day, I reckon. Well, that that no, ties perfectly into my next question, actually, Nick, because I was going to hmm. say, I know you've only seen one game since Harris has arrived, and I think I know what the answer is going to be. But where do you think you can hurt Watford? Do you think that the crowd's going to play a big part in this one? First, the game back, as I say, for, for Harris. You're hoping for a, a decent turnout. Is that where you're hoping you can hurt us before a, yeah. a ball even kicked? Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the crowd, uh, we, we took, uh, I think it was 2,700 down to Southampton, um, made an immense impact in, in the game. Um 
I mean, the situation for the Lions at the moment, boys, is that we've got a, a big injury crisis. We, we don't have a deep squad. Um, so you're always really looking for, um, you know, we've got some decent players, but for the most part, you're looking for that, for that collective to be more than the sum of the parts, if that's the right way to put it. Um, coming into the equation then is is the is the surge and the power that the den can can create it is a very different venue to most championship grounds it just is um long may it continue from my point of view but um it can be a very uncomfortable place when it's on form now if you were coming to us maybe you know 10 15 14 days ago um you'd have found a den that maybe you wouldn't recognize because it was pretty flat the the crowd were on at their own players they weren't seeing the the effort that they require um and you know almost, that almost becomes counterproductive so uh, opponents flourish in that in that kind of environment so that we're getting beaten badly and we've been beaten badly a few times this season um but as we said a few times we now have the messiah's return so the electricity is going to be flying i'm expecting it to be close to a full house on on saturday and Neil Harris understands Mill Football Club. Maybe that's why he's not flourished elsewhere, um, because some managers are so much in tune with one place that that's, as we've said, that's their theatre. And I'm expecting it to be an emotional day. I'm expecting it to be um, a crowd that's fired up. And yeah, I, I, I'm thinking in terms of um, a big, big atmosphere. I mean, when we beat Watford in the FA Cup, which would be back in 2017, I think it was. That was the yeah Premier League Watford. So uh, you know, I think we're in Division uh, League One. I always got to call it Division Three, chaps. <laughs> League One, um, and we uh, you know we beat Bournemouth on route. We beat um, Watford, and we beat Leicester City. All of at the time were clubs with much much bigger resources than we could bring to bear, and we beat it by that method. That's what we all tap into. The problem for Neil is in the end, um, the the kind of. The, the cup run mentality that I'm talking about there, really, it's what we're talking about here. We've got a 12-game cup run to stay in the championship. Yeah. is fine for cup runs or, or their equivalents in the league, but it doesn't really stretch over a 46-game programme. That's going to be where the stresses and strains will lie for us. So that's really what um, managers like Joe Edwards are trying to get us to, to, to a style where you could take that over with relatively small resources and compete. Um, so there it is. Um, but for this 12 game run now, I can't think of a better manager than, than Neil Harris to to save the day. So, um, yeah, and I'm expecting to be a big atmosphere then. Big yeah. time. I despise the next question, to be honest. Well, yeah, yeah, you've, you've mentioned it. <laughs> uh, but my memories are of Millwall versus Watford are shit, to be honest. There, there was obviously that day at the Den last season. You're sitting in the wrong part of the ground, Cameron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was that, that awful day last season. I mean, that was probably still the worst away day I've done. Mm. And I was it last being... season? I've forgotten. Did we beat, did we beat what the last oh, season? Yeah, I I think you, uh, Tom Bradshaw got a first half hat trick. Oh, well, that's right. Yeah, he did. Didn't we he? kept it nil nil second half, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've forgotten that. I've forgotten that. Yeah. But I yeah. remember being sat in my living room on, on Boxing Day last season, and that was just such a bad watch at, at Vicarage Road. <laughs> the 2 0 defeat, Hassan Kamara got an early red card, and uh, my Bradshaw word. scored again, didn't he, Cal? Yeah, I think he got one, didn't he? Yeah. 
Yeah, he got um, 17 last season. He he, uh, he had a pretty good season last season. In fact, I think their other goal scorer was that Vogelsammer, who I don't think he yeah. scored well, yet. That's a poor game. If, if Andreas Vogelsammer's <laughs> got a goal against you, you've had a poor I'm day. I'm pretty out. sure it was his first goal, and we were halfway through the season. So yeah. He's gone back to Germany now. He's, he's, he's not a danger anymore for you. He's gone back to Germany. <laughs> Thank God for that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much all I've got. Obviously, we got promoted against Millwall in lockdown, but that was lockdown, so I have no memory of and, it. And it, it was a pretty poor game as well. It was a really honest. poor game. Really yeah, we got, we got the early penalty and then just sort of didn't really do anything. Um, and, you, yeah, you mentioned the nil-nil. That's my only experience of us playing Millwall, and it's, it's not a great selection. But, yeah, you've talked about the FA Cup game that you're clearly quite fond of. But mm. any other big memories of this fixture? Watford, wow. Um, well, I mean, the, the, the classic, I mean, again, we're going to come back to Neil Harris because Neil Harris as a player was a highly promising striker, goal scorer, free goal scorer for us. We, we got promoted with his goals in, in 2000 and uh, 2001. And then he went down with testicular cancer. So this is the story of Neil Harris and his comeback game after treatment. He probably came back a little bit too soon, but he famously came back in a famous win at Vicarage Road against, uh, obviously, Watford. And he scored a late, late goal. Which, and there's this iconic photo of the team um, featuring Sean Dyche, um, uh, Tony Warner, Richard Sadley, and, and then Neil Harris being lifted out of this kind of, um, you know, lifting him up, pointing at the sky. So that's an iconic game in Mill history. Ties him with Neil Harris. Um, otherwise, no, I suppose, yeah, I mean... Is it a London derby for you boys? I don't, I don't know. I think of it as a derby, really. It's, it's not no. really, is it? Um, I know it's on the end of the tube, so <laughs> within the M25, I know, but it doesn't really feel like a London derby match to me. It's, um, you know, it's, right. it's it has its own personality, uh, what, for different... It's not London, you know. So yeah, it doesn't really stick in my mind terribly much, you know. Yeah, I, I think it's easy for journalists to try and lump it in that category of oh it's a bit of a London derby but mm. it isn't and I mean I said earlier recently you know I've really not looked forward to the game but before that sort of the mid sort of 2010 period we we had a bit of a, a, a decent run over you and we, we had your number a couple of times I remember mm. yeah. uh, one game in particular the season we went up in 2014-15 I went to the away game and we won 2-0 but the home game, I don't know if you can rem uh, remember, Nick, it was around Remembrance Sunday and we actually had a black and white striped kit. Yeah, we I was there. Home. I went to that game at Watford. Um, yeah, I and to, I think it was 5-0. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> if there was, was that, that kind big... of result, it's gone to my head now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> there was that big um, TIFO display as the yeah. players walked out and it was the poppy. And, um, That's right. That, that I remember that. sticks out and... Um, yeah, I remember you had Ford in goal, and uh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, those couple of games stuck out for me. Like I say, uh, we had a 2 2 with you at, at, at the den as well. That was my first trip there in 2012, 2013, around that time. So, okay. yeah, but of late, uh, other than the, the game that Cam mentioned in lockdown where we won promotion against you. Bit of a boring game to be honest. Other than that, <laughs> recently it's been a it's been a bit pants to be honest. So, and uh, I think Saturday we'll just uh, we'll just add to that list. Unfortunately, and I know Cam, your next question is uh, is is relevant to that as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, what are your score predictions for this one? And oh, mate, try and try and keep it as low as you can. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's 
the, the, the essence of the den is that there are some games where you can almost feel the kind of electricity in the air, the hysteria in the air. Um, there are many, many games where that doesn't apply and it's as flat as a pancake. And you'd wonder what I was talking about if you went there. I could have taken you to last week against Sheffield and it was it was quite toxic there. So, you know, it's, it's, it's it varies so much. Um, I'm just anticipating... Um, an electric game on on Saturday. This is this is what we live for. These games, these are the moments that you live for as a Mill fan. You're never going to win much in the way of um, silverware, but you live for these moments. And this is a, a Millwall moment. Mm-hmm. A score prediction? I I don't know. We, we've kind of got to win because there's no other place to go in this relegation fight. So um, I'm anticipating a win. Um, that said, this has been such a topsy turvy season that. Um, anything is possible to be honest. So, I mean, I'll, pr- I'll predict a win. I'll, I'll, I'll go with um, I'll go with a one nil win, but um, it could as easily be the other way around, boys. So, you know, I'll go. With yeah. a, I'll go for. I've got to go for a nil win. Otherwise, I feel like I've been some kind of traitor to the call. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I, I think I I rarely do this, but I, I'm probably going to go down that route of a nil win as well. To be honest, Cam, mate, it, it, it all depends when that first goal is scored. For me, if they if they open the scoring sort of first ten minutes, we could be in for a long day. Uh, I'm going to go with maybe two 0 to Millwall. I think this uncertainty over at the moment as we record, which is Tuesday the 27th of Feb, the uncertainty around whether Ishmael is still at the club, whether he's not, and we're lining up a replacement. That's all up in the air. For all we know, you know, typically. The way this podcast works is we'll click end recording and it will be announced that he's, he's gone. <laughs> so whether he's still there come Saturday or whether he's not, I just think the uncertainty of it all, it, it's it's too much. And if we play like we did against Huddersfield, my God, we're going to be in for a long old day. So I'm, uh, I'm going to go with 2-0 to Millwall. What about you, Cam? Yeah, well, Nick's mentioned that, that atmosphere at the den when it's on it and... For me, I've seen it when it's on it. And um, it, for me, that means when Imran Loser was being stretched around the ground and they're booing him and throwing stuff at him the whole way around and yeah. Matty Pollock making his debut and having that nightmare. I mean, it is such a hostile place to go. And our players are just completely shot of confidence at the moment. A lot of them are. So mm. I'm, I'm not expecting anything good to come of this for us. And yeah, I, I think it could be very similar to last season if we're not careful. But I'll be... And I'm going to call this optimistic because I do think it will be worse than this. But I'm going to say a one-nil a, a win for Millwall. Yeah, uh, it's it's interesting you mentioned. Obviously, it's been mentioned already tonight by Nick, and then you've just mentioned it. It's all about the atmosphere, and uh, this actually links quite nicely, to be honest, because um, there, there, there's a there's a bit of a link. I will never forget Birmingham City away in the season we got promoted. It was Gary Rowett had just been appointed. Bit of a club legend, you know, played for Birmingham. For As a player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything. Yeah. And yeah. it was his first home game in charge. And it was a Tuesday night. And we went there and we were, you know, really going for it. We, we got promoted that season. Birmingham was sort of middle of the road. And their fans won them that game that night. And we lost 2-1. And I could tell as soon as I got into the ground, I knew we'd lost that game. The atmosphere was electric. It's one of the loudest stadiums I've been to when they're on it. And Millwall's no different. So I do really worry about where this is going to end up on, on Saturday. But, you know, hopefully this is all 
reverse psychology and we're going to win 3 0 and come away happy and everything's going to be great again. But I, I can't help but feel that little bit in the back of my mind that this is going to be one of those games because, you know, as you say, you know, sometimes with Neil Harris, he might not have performed well at, at other clubs, but he knows Millwall. It's his bread and butter. He knows that place like the back of his hand. And if someone's going to guide him to safety, it's going to be Neil Harris. And it's going to add to the amazing story that he's already created at Millwall. So that, that does worry me a little bit. Now, um, one last thing that we like to do on this podcast before we leave is we like to play a game and test your knowledge oh of God. Millwall and Watford. Um, Millwall and, and Watford. <laughs> yeah. So... We like to play a game called Played for Both. So All we right, like okay. to ask how many players you think you can name that have represented both Watford and Millwall. And then depending on how many you get, we'll add it to the leaderboards. Because I think at the moment, QPR fan is winning. So if anything, you'll want to knock him off top spot. Because there's mm-hmm. there's a London derby talking about. Yeah, yeah. How many players do you think you can name that have, na- have played for both? Watford and Millwall. Oh, grimy. Okay. Um, well, I can tell you a manager. That's Kenny Jacket, of course. Yeah. Um, uh, players: Darren Ward played for Watford and Millwall. Indeed. Um, Sean Dyche played for Watford. Yeah. Um, Darius Henderson. Did he play for Watford? He did indeed. Good. He was a great player. I loved him. Um, good player. Um, good mighty after that. Who else is there? Um, no, you aren't. No, this is where the life drains out of you now, uh, Mike. Um, None of no others are occurring to me as I'm sitting here. You put me on the spot, this. I'm not going to prep for this, but I'm. Not. We do it to everyone. You talk to <laughs> three. How many did this QPR fan get off the top? Of- I think I think he got double figures. To be honest, did he? All oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking to a bloke that can't remember the lockdown season. You're quoting statistics from the lockdown earlier. <laughs> I can't. I can't remember it. Yeah. Um, do, 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 uh, I can't think of any others, chaps. No, that's that's absolutely fine. You can retire on free, and uh, and you at least there must be more. You, I'm going to with free. So as soon as we press leave the show, I'm going to remember. Oh, is it? Well, I'm going to I'm going to rattle through a few now. So okay. We have got two goalkeepers. We've got Chris Day, played right. for Millwall between 2006 and 2007. Oh, well, that was a disaster season for him. <laughs> <laughs> we've uh, we've got Lenny Pidgeley. He was a... Oh, he was a <laughs> yeah. I don't remember him. I don't remember him. There, I don't there will remember probably him. be a few here that you've probably <laughs> tried to forget as best as you can, and vice versa for us. Didn't know um, Pidgeley play for Watford, then. Yeah. <laughs> we've got Neil Ardley, who, uh, who incidentally actually yeah. got sacked from his role at York today, uh, but he's... Uh, he went to Watford, didn't he? Uh, to, to to Wimbledon. He went to Wimbledon after. That's so right. He was managing. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got a player who he only played twice for Watford, and according to my website, only played five times for Millwall. So you probably won't remember him. Moses okay. Ashikodi. Oh, everyone knows Moses right. Ashikodi. Yeah, yeah. Everyone knows him. He was um he was part of the uh, the FA Cup final squad. We made the FA Cup final bizarrely yeah. in two thousand and four, and Moses. 
Moses was involved in the fracas with um, with another player, another middle player called uh, at the time called um, uh, McCammon, Mark McCammon, and um, it, it led to like club disciplinary thing. Oh, it was all sorts of nonsense about it. So yeah, remember Moses Asikoda? I didn't know he played for Watford though. That's yeah, he, uh, he he was with us when we got promoted unexpectedly in two thousand and six, and the thing. Oh, okay. We were just sort of anyone will do sort of thing, and like I say, only he only played twenty three minutes in those two games. I think he had lifestyle um, issues, chaps. I think he had lifestyle issues. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's put it that. Yeah. Um, Hammer Boatza, he was uh, he was quite well received. Boatza, Boatza, yeah. of course, yeah. yeah he was he was slaughtered. He was he he came on at the den. He had one good free kick. He was a free kick man. Um, yes, but he, he, he came on one cold night at the den wearing gloves. And there's one thing you can't do at the den as a player that's wear long <laughs> sleeves and the gloves and those tights that you can wear. No, don't do that, Hammer. Hammer. And he, he disappeared without trace after that. I don't know where he went. But I do remember. He was a good player, but he only showed it the once. Mm. Well, you say about players getting scrutinised. This next one definitely did at Watford. Matthew Briggs, we had him on loan. And Briggs, uh, Fulham player, wasn't he? Did he come to uh, yes, speak? that's correct. Yeah, he was at yeah. Fulham. He uh, wow. he was the one that famously or infamously, however you want to look at it, give away the penalty to um, to Leicester when Deeney scored up the other right. end. Okay. Um, I okay. mean, knockout went down like a sack of spuds, but he still <laughs> manhandled him and whatnot. So. I remember him playing for us. He made no impact, put it that way. Yeah, same here. Um, so, yeah, we got Chris Day and Sean Deutsch. Lloyd Dyer. I didn't know he was at Millwall, to be honest, until I saw this. Now you say it. Now you say it. It's one of those half memories that lurk in your head. Yeah. Like a childhood um, memory. man who, this will always make me laugh. Now, I know you said not to mention him earlier, but that manager from down south <laughs> earlier. Hollow words. Um, Hollow words. Yeah. yeah. He... Um, he loved moaning about the fact that we'd signed all these loan players when he was manager of Crystal Palace and Watford signed all these Udinese players. And then yeah. what did he go and do at Millwall? He went and loaned one of those Udinese players. There was an Watford. Italian player we had. What was he? Fabrini? Diego Fabrini. I loved Diego Fabrini. I loved him. Um, yeah, he seemed although... to have that effect wherever he went on loan, but he just yeah. didn't do it at Watford. He spent more time on the floor than he did on his... He was... Beautiful to watch without being effective. I and mean, there, was, there was a lot of debate as to, you know, why do you love Fabrini? And it was this ability to do tricks on the ball and to look beautiful, swaying in and around the wing. But did he actually do anything in front of goal? Um, I don't think he did. So it was one of those. But, yeah, I do remember Fabrini. There you say that, yeah. Um, and then just to rattle off the others, you've got the Henderson, uh, Will Hoskins, Lucas wow. Neal. Lucas um, Neal. Lucas Williams. Neal. I didn't know he was at Millwall. He only made one of yeah. in 2008, apparently. He's been at a lot of clubs, Gifton, hasn't he? Uh, but he, he, yeah, he, yeah. Went, went, he passed through the den, yeah. Um, mm. Remember him being at the club. Yeah. Uh, you had Matthias Renegi. You had the pleasure of having oh, him as well. Big sweep. <laughs> I've forgotten it. <laughs> Where are you yeah. digging these names out from, mate? <laughs> um, Theo Robinson. Uh, he, he only made four appearances. Yeah. He was, he was the boy of, from... Um, Huddersfield, he came from, we signed, we paid yeah, money for him. that's right, we, yeah. It, he we, was we more paid, a sort of academy product for us and tried yeah. to break through but never did sort of thing. He was a prospect that wherever he went always looked exciting at first. And I thought, blind, we've signed a player here when he mm. when he first arrived. And then he kind of faded rapidly. Wherever he went, he seemed to do this 
high splash, you know, big splash, and then that was the last you heard of him. You know, he went on. Yeah. To, I, think, I think he went back to Huddersfield or he went somewhere. I don't know. But he didn't I, make I an impact. I believe, so. as it stands, um, he's playing at Gloucester. Is he still the last going? We heard wow. he was playing at Gloucester in, uh, in the wow. last week. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah. Wow. Uh, but wow. he's 35 now, and when he broke yeah. through at Watford, he was a, a young whippersnapper. But, um, so, yeah, Fair Robinson. Danny Shitu, I loved Danny Shitu. Shitu. Oh, that'd be, yeah. Iconic, iconic player at Danny, because yeah. we went to the FA Cup semi-finals with, with Danny Shitu, and he had this um, catchphrase of, that's what we do, um, became like a big thing at the time. 2013, I think we got beat by, 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 by Wigan in the uh, semi-final. But, yeah, that's Shitu. Good player. I like Danny. Yeah, yeah, my uh, my dad would never let me get his name on my uh, on my shirt when I was a kid. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, see what. <laughs> um, Jack Smith, the 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 cousin of uh, Watford legend Tommy Smith, he, he yep. didn't really make a, a a big dent in his Watford career, to be honest. But he played a lot of games for us, Jack Smith. He was like a a very journeyman. I think yeah. it was was he right back or left back? Right back, I think. Yeah. Um, in our League One days, so kind of like the late, uh, I think it was a Kenny Jackets signing actually in the in the kind of um, the years before we got promoted um, with Jacket in 2010. So no, it was a good good servant actually, Jack Smith. I remember him well. Yeah, uh, Jordan Stewart. He only made four appearances Blimey. for Millwall, 105 Blimey. for Watford. We've had him on this podcast. He's a top top bloke. But uh, I can't imagine he he, uh, he made many waves at Millwall with only making four appearances in two phases. Can't even genuinely can't even remember him. I don't even now you say the name. I, I, yeah, it, the, the only the most vague vague sense of something, but I, I don't remember him at all. Um, you, I would imagine, had this next man on the well, the, the last man on loan on uh, Andros Townsend. We had Andros. him on loan, and yeah, yeah, we, uh, yeah. I think we sent him back because he was that poor, so he only lost him three games for Watford. And it was a bit of a hit. He was a hit at the Den. He was a hit at the Den, Andros. But mm. I think he was with um, Spurs on loan with us, yes. and um, we were in League One, so we had, you know, didn't have a, a penny to our name. So I think he went back on, on to another, another club on loan. But he was a good prospect. I remember him being a favourite at the Den. Um, good mm. player, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that. That they're all the other ones you could have had. Many names in there that you would have forgot, okay. and, and same here. To be honest, yeah, because, yeah, yeah. The, the less said about them, the better. But uh, no, we we really appreciate you coming on tonight, Nick. Um, you're welcome, uh, boys. As, as always, it's it's good to have opposition view and, and and know what you're thinking ahead of the game. And yeah, as you can tell, me and Cam aren't the um, and probably all the other Watford fans listening to this aren't aren't the uh, most optimistic going into it. But um, yeah, we we. We we hope you stay up. You know, I, I I do have a little bit of a soft spot for Millwall. I think it is one of them places where, you know, it, proper football club and really get behind their team. And, and when it's rocking, it's uh, it's up there with one of the the louder atmospheres in in the Championship. So, yeah, thank you, uh, thank you very much for joining us tonight, Nick. And hopefully, we'll speak to you next season. Hopefully so. Yeah. Cheers, Mike. Cheers, Cam. Good to talk no to worries. you. Thanks a lot. All the best. Cheers, mate. Bye bye. Bye. So there we go, Cam. We've got the lowdown on Millwall, the uh, the dreaded fixture this weekend. Uh, I mean, listening to what he said, it, it's just written in the stars, isn't it? A a fan favourite, a legend going back, first home game, close to a sellout. Shall we just write to the FA now and, and ask for a, a 3 0 forfeit? That that might be better for our goal difference, actually. Yeah, well, I'm ready to rip up my match ticket, to be honest. <laughs> I, I mean, 
we're not going we wouldn't go there in normal circumstances and we'd always succumb to the atmosphere but mm-hmm. but now that they've got this special day going on they've they've got neil harris back and it's going to be they're they're all going to want to be there and they'll all be up for it we are not going to be up for that are we we our players will sink and yeah i really don't see this going well for watford so i i was already quite pessimistic i think quite understandably with everything going on yeah. but now after hearing everything nick just had to say i um, even more pessimistic somehow. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I, everything that's going on at the club at the moment. I mean, we, we, I said earlier we're recording on Tuesday the twenty seventh. We, we're going to put this video out on Tuesday, uh, but uh, as it stands, seven o'clock now, we still don't know if Val's the manager or if he's not. We've seen things online to say he isn't. We've seen things online to say he is, and all of that just adds to the. The, the the craziness at Watford at the moment. So it's going to be an interesting, um, made, well, I say interesting watch on Saturday. I'll, uh, I've got some painting to do. I might, I might, I'd rather do that than watch the game, to be honest. And I watch it dry as well afterwards for, for fucking good measure. But yeah, it's uh, it, it could be quite hairy on Saturday and I'm, I'm not looking forward to it. And then we've got another game on Tuesday uh, at home to Swansea. Uh, hopefully do the double over them. Although, the way things are at the moment, we've not won at home for, uh, I think, I, I was listening to From the Rookery and earlier on the way home, and I think it's bordering on 99 days that since we, we won at home, I think. Yeah, uh, that, that could be right, but I know it's seven games and that's the third longest run in the EFL without winning at home. So, yeah, something's got to change. Yeah, something has got to change. But if you've watched tonight and you've enjoyed it, don't forget to drop a like on it. Drop your comments as well. Let us know your thoughts ahead of the Millwall game. Let us know your team predictions. Let us know your score predictions as well and any memories that you might have from Millwall against Watford. Um, We'll put our uh, team predictions out on Twitter close to the game, probably on Thursday or Friday once we've had, you know, the, the team moves come out from the press conference from Valerian Ishmael or Tom Cleverley, or Troy Deeney, or Roy Keane, or (laughs) insert name here. Jay Um, Rodriguez. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, But yeah, no, if you've enjoyed the video, drop it a like, leave a comment. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button as well. And leave us a rating on your favourite or your usual podcast provider as well, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, leave a rating as well. Uh, But ourselves will be back on Sunday to dissect the Millwall game, whatever the score. Don't know who it's going to be yet. But yeah, we'll be back on Sunday to talk about the Millwall game. But till then, come on, you all. Sports Social Podcast Network.